0: Um, But welcome everyone, like Adam said, welcome to North Lakes, especially if this is your first time. Um, My name is Rihanna. I promised myself and I promised Adam that I wouldn't discredit myself this morning by being like, it's my first time, go easy on me, but read between the lines on that one (laughs) everyone. Seriously. But um, I just actually want to thank Pam and Ian and the leadership team for um, being faithful enough and investing in the younger people of our church and actually letting you know Elise up to lead she's 18 she's still at school she's killing it and um, just to let a rookie like me up here I think that it actually takes amazing obedience and that North Lakes will really um, experience the fruit of that so thank you we love you guys and we love North Lakes Um, if you haven't been here for the last couple of weeks I think I'm number five in the all-in encounters with Jesus series so um, side note: The other four are on Spotify. Thanks to Cam Smith, all of our sermons are on Spotify. Mm, pretty good. <laughs> That's right, Cam. We love you. And um, we're just kind of exploring this idea of people through the New Testament who have had an encounter with Jesus, and their whole life has kind of been realigned. So. Um, I want to talk a little bit about today the expectation reality of what an all-in encounter with Jesus or an all-in life with Jesus actually looks like. Um, You guys know what I'm talking about when I say like expectation reality, right? When the reality of something is either way better or way worse or completely different to something that you would expect. I'm talking like online shopping, right? You see something fabulous online, you get it and it's like, oh, (laughs) for the record, I'm like a 4XL in Chinese clothes, so there's that. <laughs> but seriously, I think that in this day and age, there even amongst believers, there are so many misconceptions and weird ideas around what Christianity looks like, and what church looks like, and what a relationship with Jesus actually is, or what we expect it to be, and what the reality is. So today I'm sharing from a story um, in Mark chapter 5, and it just, just I think, creates this awesome expectation reality. You know, what we think an all-in encounter is going to look like, but what it actually looks like. So um, the story is called The Woman with the Issue of the Blood. And lots of people have heard it, lots of people have heard of it, but one thing I actually just love before we start is that in almost all of the translations, it's called the woman with the issue or the woman with the hemorrhaging or the woman with the bleeding and all of this people first language which I think firstly just says that like Jesus is the first politically correct one with the people first but it also just says that you know what this lady is known for is not who she is known as in the Bible and it's not who she is known at by God and that promise is the same for each of us today that that thing that we're known for is not who we are known as by God because the issue that we're carrying and the suffering that we're carrying is not who we are. You're better than that and God is bigger than that and that is just a promise that this, the title of this story carries. So that's, that's a little um, preface for you. Um, before we actually open the word and read the scriptures, um, I just want to pray so it's not just me running amok up here. <laughs> um, so God, thank you so much for your word. Lord, you promise us that it is alive and active and and sharper than two-edged sword. So God, we're just claiming that as a promise this morning. And Lord, we ask that your word would just come alive as we read it, that you would just minister to each of our hearts this morning. And like a sharp two-edged sword, you would just cut through our expectation and we would be able to receive the reality of an all-in encounter with you, Lord, that you've already been stirring up our heart and this is just time to minister to us, God, with a personal encounter. And we love you so much, Lord. Amen. So a bit of context. We're in Mark chapter 5. So we're in the New Testament. Jesus is midway through his ministry. He's pretty famous. Everyone knows who he is. Some people like him. Some people don't. Um, he's just been run out of town for driving 2,000 sheep off a cliff. I mean, it sounds bad, kind of a long story, but he was the good guy. He was the good guy. And um, he's just on his way. So um, this story is kind of sandwiched in another one, but he's just on his way to um, go to the church leader's house and raise her daughter, his daughter from the dead. So um, no big deal, day in the life of Jesus in the New Testament. It's pretty, um, pretty wild. But... So we're in Mark chapter 5, verse 24 to 29, and I'm reading from the NIV. So it should be up on the screen. It says, A large crowd followed and pressed around him. I'm going to read off the screen, Cam, so I'm sorry that you just got to go with me. Um, And a woman was there who had been subject to bleeding for 12 years. She had suffered a great deal under the care of many doctors and had spent all she had. Yet instead of getting better, she grew worse. And when she heard about Jesus, she came up behind him in the crowd and touched his cloak because she thought, if I just touch his clothes, I will be healed. Immediately, her bleeding stopped and she felt in her body that she was freed from her suffering. And then can we keep going one after that? Sorry, Cam, I know I um, stitch you up a little bit with that. <laughs> Amazing. Um, at once, Jesus realized that the power had gone out of him and he turned around in the crowd and asked, Who touched my clothes? We're going to keep going. Just keep going till I stop. Sorry. <laughs> um, and his disciples, the other um, gospels say this is Peter, and I just love Peter. And he says, um, Jesus, you see the crowd crowding against you, and yet you can ask, Who touched me? And Jesus. We're just still going, Cam. Okay, sorry, I'm so sorry, so sorry, everyone. I should have this written down, but I don't. Um, Jesus kept looking around to see who had done it, and then the woman, knowing what had happened to her, came and fell at his feet and, trembling with fear, told him the whole truth. He said to her, "Daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace and be freed from your suffering." So, despite my like crazy reading there, I feel like the story, you know, is a good. Um, example of an expectation reality. This lady thought she had an idea of what to expect from Jesus, but the reality of it was totally different to that. So um, some points that we do know from her story. The bleeding that we're talking about, 12 years of bleeding, it was menstrual bleeding. I don't know if that kind of needs to be said, but if you didn't know, now you know. She was menstrually bleeding for 12 years straight. That's 4,000 days and some. Ladies, seriously. (laughs) but what we know from that is she would have been insanely sick she would have been suffering, she would have been weak and she would have been dying and as well as it being um, the pain and the inconvenience that it still is these days um, in society then it meant that she was actually ceremonially unclean so Anything that she touched, any person that she touched, was also unclean, which meant that she couldn't live with anyone. She couldn't touch anyone. She couldn't go to church. She couldn't go to socialize. People avoided her at all costs. So as well as the pain and the suffering, she lived in a life of isolation. And people avoiding her, people knowing about her, knowing the truth about her, and just steering clear. We also know that she was desperate. It says that she spent everything she had on doctors and physicians and healers, but still nothing, nothing worked. In fact, she actually became worse. And you can just imagine how disheartening that would be. Spending all of your money, everything that you have, you can't work. It's all you've got on doctors to hear no, I'm sorry, I don't know the answer. And I feel like some of us today may be in that same situation. We've tried different doctors. We've tried different coping mechanisms. We've tried the drinking thing. We've tried the social thing, but nothing has worked. In fact, it's made our suffering and our isolation feel even worse. And that's why we're here today, out of desperation. And lastly, we know that she had actually heard of Jesus. She may have not understood him perfectly, known the theology behind him or anything like that, but I think that's actually the same as a lot of us you know we hear about Jesus we know apparently he's the son of God apparently he's awesome apparently he's a healer and a restorer and all of these people they love him I mean we've heard of Jesus but maybe we don't actually know what an encounter with Jesus actually looks like you know I just love this story that she just wants to just touch the coat of Jesus and that's kind of it because she might think that's how he works but It's the encounter that actually reveals more of his um, character and his um, personality. So from this story, I just want to take three points and they're three expectation reality moments of an encounter with Jesus that helps us understand more about that all-in kind of life that we might understand. And the first one, we expect that faith is going to look good and that all-in moment is going to look good. We expect this big, big, Beautiful, angelic moment where we look great, and our hair's in the fan, and it 's amazing, and we reach out to the glory of God, and He reaches back and it's fabulous. But this story tells us that this lady's faith is actually kind of gross. You know, she would have been disguised this day because she couldn't go out in society. She couldn't even leave her house without people avoiding her. So you can imagine she would have been wrapped up heavily disguised, didn't want anyone to see her head down. And she would have smelt, and that's like a tough reality to hear, but it's, these are before the days of you know, modern hygiene, and she would have had the stench of 12 years of blood in her clothes. So despite her disguise, she would have still smelt, and that kind of faith and that kind of encounter is pretty gross. You know, God is not asking us to come before him looking great and feeling great. And it's not uncommon for us to feel like we arrived to church on a Sunday in a disguise. You know, you don't know who I am and you don't know what I've done and you don't know the suffering I'm carrying under here. And it feels like my illness and the truth is just stinking out of me. You know, it feels like we're in a disguise, but God still sees that. And he calls it faith. And beyond that, it's okay for our faith to look a little bit selfish. And that's a weird one to hear. But this lady wasn't here this day to, to champion the glory of God or to clap Jesus into town or to cheer for him. And the same as us. Even if you're not here this morning with a heart full of praise or faith that moves mountains, you're, out of, you're here because you need something. And the lady was the same. She came to come and collect her miracle and go. She didn't come to know God. She didn't come to give glory to the name of Jesus. And that's the same as us. So if you feel like a little bit guilty this morning because your faith isn't selfless, it's a little bit selfish because you need a healing or you need the peace or you need the freedom from suffering or you just need to know that Jesus is actually who he says he is, then you're in good company. You are in good company because Jesus sees your mess and he sees your motives and he reaches out and he calls it faith. And beyond that, he says, you're my daughter, and you're my son, and you're free of suffering just because you could trust me with this. Um, He gives us an encounter, and it gives us restoration beyond our expectation, and that is the reality of an encounter with Jesus. Your faith doesn't need to look good to have an encounter. And the second expectation reality moment is that being all in is no big deal, You know, I think an expectation that we can get in church is that we're all in. We've got our little magnet on the fridge. We've got our little cross in our Instagram bio. I'm all in. I'm definitely all in. And the same as this lady thought she was just going to be able to just come on in, touch his coat, collect her miracle, and chuff off, it's thinking it's no big deal. My experience in church was exactly the same. The first weekend I was in church, I wrote on the little response thing. We had some letters out the front. And I wrote, I'll let you in, Jesus. Love, Rihanna. C- cringy. But, and I thought that I would just be able to leave it at that. I would be able to take the salvation. I would be able to keep church boxed up and keep chuffing on, living my life as per normal. It was not supposed to ex- expand beyond that. And it was not supposed to affect any other facet of my life. I wasn't supposed to join a youth ministry or marry a Christian man or be on a stage preaching to a church. I wasn't supposed to be like this. I was just supposed to be living a better version of my life before, but what I didn't know and what this lady didn't know is that when we reach out for the healing or when we reach out for the miracle, that Jesus turns around and wants an encounter. He wants an encounter and you know why it's a big deal? Because that day to this lady... He gave her three promises that the world just stripped of her. He said he called her daughter, which goes and says that she is loved. A lady who hasn't been touched or loved or even looked at for 12 years is called daughter. He says that she's promised peace. And can you imagine From 12 years of seeing doctors and being told no and taking herbs and being told no and the bleeding persists every day, can you imagine what peace feels like? And he said that she's free from suffering, which means the pains and the cramps and the inconveniences and the shame was taken from her just because Jesus turned around, had an encounter and gave her these promises and they became true and the same is for us. When we just reach out for healing, God gives us his word and he gives us an encounter and he says that we have a plan and a purpose for our life. He said we are healed by his stripes. He says that we are valued, we are fearfully and wonderfully made these promises that the world may have stripped of you. Jesus gives back in an all-in encounter and those promises will change your life. They will realign the whole direction of your life. All you need to do is receive them. And it is a big deal. We think that we can just go and just be a Christian and that's it. It's not an all-in life with Jesus is a realignment of your whole life. She could re-enter society. She could go to work. She could get a husband. Her whole life, every single facet of it was changed because of an encounter with Jesus. And the third point, my final point is that in an encounter with Jesus, you get what you deserve. Can you imagine how undeserving this woman would have felt? That not even her own family could look at her. They wouldn't even let her on their couch. Because it would mean that's unclean and they're unclean and they just wouldn't even want that. She didn't even deserve the love of her own family. Can you imagine how undeserving she would have felt in a crowd of people that day? And undeserving she felt to be in the presence of God that day and to be touching the hem of the cloak of the Son of God that day? She wouldn't have felt like she even deserved to be there, let alone have Jesus stop and turn around. Can you just imagine her heart sinking? Oh no, I've been called out. I've been called out, this is it. And Jesus turned around and he didn't give her what she deserved to be called out and shamed and, and um, called unclean. Instead, he gave her grace because none of us can claim to truly know the love and the kindness and the mercy that Jesus offers because of something we deserved. But it's an encounter with Jesus because of his grace and what he did for us. Because of the grace of Jesus, he saw beyond what she thought she deserved. He sees beyond what we think we deserve. We might not feel like we deserve to be in church this morning, be in the presence of God, be amongst people worshipping, but it's not about deserving to be here. It's about God's grace allowing us to be here. And you want to know who Jesus actually is? Jesus is the ultimate expectation reality story. Jesus breaks stigmas through his whole ministry. He surpasses expectation every single time and the reality of him is unbelievable, impossible to fathom. He goes against religion just so we can know true love and true peace and freedom from suffering. And if the band maybe will come up, that would be great. Um, You know who else didn't get what they deserve? Aside from all of us and aside from the lady that day? Jesus didn't get what he deserved. Because we hear these great stories of his ministry and his healing and his restoration and the incredible effect he had on the whole world. But he didn't get what he got. What He didn't get what he deserved. He got beaten and tortured and humiliated and ridiculed. Not because he deserved it, but because we deserved it. He took what we did to the cross. And every single time he gives us forgiveness and he gives us grace and he calls us beloved. He calls us son and he calls us daughter. Not because we deserve it, but because he already took it to the cross. And that is just the ultimate expectation reality of what we think a relationship with God looks like we think that our faith needs to look good to encounter the presence of God we think that it's going to be no big deal we think that we have to deserve it before we get it but this lady tells us she reached out out of desperation and God stopped what he was doing, he was on his way to meet with the church leaders, he stopped what he was doing, he turned around and he went and he reached out to her and he said, daughter oh Go in peace, your faith has healed you and be free of suffering. Her whole life was realigned because of this expectation-breaking encounter with Jesus and that is the start and the entry point of an all-in life. So as the worship band is going to play, would everyone just stand up and we're just going to move into, I know that it's not as long as our normal services but you've got to bear with me on that. And... To conclude, I just actually want to enter a time of worship and give everyone an opportunity to have that moment. You know, I want to read you the ultimate expectation reality quote, and it comes from Jesus himself. I would love if you could just close your eyes and actually receive this into your spirit. And whether it's the first time and you want to give your whole life to him, or if it's just that one part that you can't hand over yet. Remember the woman, she was amongst crowds of chaos and she still experienced a personal encounter with the Son of God and the same invitation is for us today. Amongst the crowds of people here and the chaos and the busyness of church, there is still an opportunity for you to experience a personal relationship with God. And as I read this passage and we continue into a time of worship, if you think this is you and God is doing a thing this whole time, you've said, this is not what I expected. I didn't expect church to be like this. I didn't expect that God is like that. Would you come out the front and let me pray for you? Because I feel like the Holy Spirit is actually just wants to break those expectations that you might have formed over a long time or even just recently. Would you let me pray for you? In Matthew 11, verse 28 to 30, Jesus says, Hey, are you weary? Are you carrying a heavy burden? Then come to me. I will refresh your life, for I am your oasis. Simply join your life with mine and learn my ways. You'll discover that I'm gentle, I'm humble, and I'm easy to please. Our God is humble and He's easy to please, church. And He says, you'll, re- you'll find refreshment and rest in me, for all that I require of you will be pleasant and easy to bear. That's His promise this morning, church. Those things that you're carrying and the suffering that you're feeling and those things that the world has taken away from you, God is here to give them back to you, to restore you. And His yoke is easy to bear and He's easy to please, Lord. So as we worship Him, and it feels like are pulling in your heart and you need to experience the real Jesus, not just what you hear about Him and not just what we might expect of Him, then pray it out. Get someone to pray with you. Come down the front and I will be right here and I would be so honoured to pray with you.